Hey, this is Lady C coming at you with a video about my experience and dealing with my long-term care insurance and just kind of talking about this accident that I was in and how you begin to think about all your benefits that you're going to get because you've been in an accident. And then you begin to think about, you know, oh, I have long-term a long-term care policy that I could possibly initiate during the time that I'm trying to recuperate from my injuries. And so I called up my, my policy, the, the person who sold me my policy, and she said, I can go ahead and get your, your application started and get somebody to call you. And so anyway, bottom line is the person called me, I'm in the hospital, and they're calling me and letting me know that, you know, they got my information, they wanna go ahead and get my claim started, and telling me all about, you know, what I gotta do to initiate this process. So I'm still laying in the hospital bed, I'm kind of groggy because I'm taking all this pain medicine and things like that, and the person is going ahead on, you know, initiating this policy, um, sending me an email, sending me the documentation in the mail so that I can go ahead and start, you know, filling out the claim and everything. But before, you know, all that goes through, I'm just having a conversation on the phone with the agent, and then all of a sudden, we begin to have this conversation about, well, you know that you have a 90-day wait period before benefits will begin to kick in. And that's at the moment that you're thinking, oh, that's that little clause that they tell you about when you buy the policy. That's the clause that you're thinking about that when you're buying the policy and you're not having any issues and you're feeling wonderful and great and you can go bungee jumping and all that kind of stuff. When you're buying the policy and you're looking at how much it costs to get this policy, like 90 days, oh, that's not a lot. That's not a lot at all. But when you're laying in the hospital and you can't move and you don't know who's gonna take care of you and you don't know from one day to the next how things are going to flow and get in, you know, how you're gonna get things in place when you get home. Now that 90 days becomes like a lifetime, okay? And so that's why I'm saying when you are out here looking for insurance, getting ready to buy, you know, your, your policy and you're in good health and you're thinking about 90 days ain't that, much, ain't that long, or you don't really understand what that 90 days means, okay? Because it's not just 90 days. It's not just, oh, I had an accident on December 1st and now I got to wait 90 days before my policy kicks in. No, it's not that kind of wait period. And I think I might have been thinking that when I was buying this policy, okay? And I think I've had it for about five years, this policy. Now, this is just my own personal experience with the policy that I bought. So you may have a totally different policy and experience. Okay, so now here's the kicker. The way she explained it to me was, you have a wait period of 90 days and no, it's not 90 days from the accident. It is, you are being cared for by a qualified, you know, nursing home, assisted living, hospital, whatever, for 90 days. So you have to be in the care of a facility or someone who's qualified to fall under the jurisdiction of what they consider care before they will even kick in on the 90th day. 
So if you skip a day in between, let's say you have somebody coming to your house three days a week, those three days are counted, but the other four days are not. So you got to actually have 90 days of care. It's not 90 calendar days from the accident. It's 90 days, you know, of care that you're receiving before this policy kicks in. So now you're able to understand that like a fender bender or something like what I'm going through, um, it wasn't just a fender bender, I really shouldn't say that because I did fracture my sternum. But what I mean is if you don't really need to be in a nursing facility or something like that, but still yet no, I still needed a caretaker. I needed somebody to, you know, take care of me. But I'm gonna tell you what, not only that, when it comes to these uh, uh, long-term care policies, it's not just somebody was taking care of you. Let's just say you wanted somebody to care for you and you had the money to do that. But you did not fall under the jurisdiction of what they're considering the help that falls under their uh, policy that matches them to be able to come and give you assistance afterwards, after the 90 days is met. Because it's like, you have to, one of the things is you can't toilet yourself, uh, you can't um, feed yourself. And these are considered the activities of daily living. Just notice my screen here where it's showing like bathing, eating, dressing, transferring, toileting, and things like that. And I guess it's like you got, you got to at least be falling under the jurisdiction of at least one of those things. So you got to understand what it means when you get this long-term care. I mean, you're going to actually be needing some care. So there could be a time when you probably would need that insurance. At that point, you're going to need an advocate. You're going to need somebody that can find that policy, okay, and put all these things in place. Because let's say you're single and you have this policy that's going to help you after 90 days to pay some bills, but nobody knows where the policy is. You're in a coma. You're incapacitated. You have no idea to tell people, hey, look, this policy is in my bedroom, in my top drawer. You know, nobody's going to know that but you. So if you're going to have something like this, you need to make sure that you have someone in place that can advocate for you if you cannot be there to initiate this uh, long-term care policy. And so I think these are the things that people do not think about when they buy these policies. Um, I had a friend who had someone that she knew that had a long-term care situation that she was under. She bought this long-term policy some 20 years ago where they had different stipulations, different things that they, uh, different criteria that you had to meet. They made it so difficult for her sister to handle her situation. It was like they put so many things in place to deter you from using the benefit that the sister was like, I don't even think I want to continue with this. But the good thing about it was, you know, she was able to do that for her sister. And that was giving them the money that they needed to get her bills paid. But the person that was telling me the story about this situation, they canceled their policy because they said they're not going to have anybody to help them to do what this person was doing for their sister. And they realized that just to keep pouring money into a policy where they were not going to be able to get the help that this person was getting from their family member, it wasn't even going to be worth the headache for them. So these are the kind of things you got to think about when you are um, trying to determine whether you want to get a policy or not. But I will say, 
that if you have the money to get a policy and to be able to pay for the policy and it is worth it, you know, don't think about canceling that policy because every a lot of times you may think that you don't have nobody, but sometimes, you know, people will make that effort to help you, you know? So I would highly recommend that you don't sit there and think that you can't get this help because you don't know. There could be somebody at the hospital that's saying, you know, do you know anybody that knows how to get into the person's information to find out if they've got anything in place so that they can help pay these bills. So don't be so quick to get rid of your policy just because you think that nobody would be there to help you to, you know, advocate or get this thing going. So I just want to just bring that up, talk about these different benefits that you think you have that you might not be able to use at that time, but you never know when you would be able to use these benefits. And by the way, if this was a, a much worse accident, then, and you were in a skilled facility somewhere, then on the 91st day, then the benefit, I think my benefit would pay like about $200 a day for the care. So that way you're not spending money out of your pocket and you know, you're getting something to help you pay for the services that you need to get the assistance to get you well, to recuperate and everything like that. So, you know, these are just some of the things that, you know, I want to just help people to understand about what they may not realize that, you know, they can um, tap into for additional resources to help them. So anyway, so this has been Lady C. I want to thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next episode.